0: Hello, and welcome to Lab Roving. My name is Dr. George Busby, and I'm a malaria geneticist at Oxford University. This podcast is all about the Mobile Malaria Project, which took me and my team 7,500 kilometres across the African continent. We wanted to learn about some of the cutting-edge research currently being done on malaria in the countries we visited. And on this podcast, you can hear conversations with some of the people we met along the way. For some background on malaria and the Mobile Malaria Project, check out our first episode trailer. After a great start to the trip with Davis and his team in Namibia, we drove up through the Caprivi and Kavango regions that stick out to the northeast of Namibia and on into Zambia. As well as the hospitality, we left good roads in Namibia and via hundreds of potholes and the mighty Mosio Tuna, or Victoria Falls, we arrived in Lusaka to work with new colleagues at the malaria control programme there. As well as trialling the sequencing technology for the first time in Africa, this was an opportunity for us to share our knowledge of genetics and DNA sequencing with people in Zambia, and we ran a two-day workshop there. For more info on this, look at our blogs on our project website, mobilemalaria.com. So, in most countries where malaria is an issue, there is a government department, usually part of the Ministry of Health, that takes charge of controlling the disease. These people really are on the front line of malaria control and are in charge of administering different interventions, like distributing bed nets and ordering drugs for malaria treatment. The really exciting thing for me about this part of the trip was that we were working with and beginning to learn from those people who work every day to control the disease. This is slightly in contrast to the more academic research group of Davis and his team in Namibia, who, although they're tightly linked to the control programme in that country, they worked in a way that was much more familiar to me as an academic. In Zambia, the control programme has been renamed to the National Malaria Elimination Centre, or NMEC, to really underline the country's ambition to rid the country of the disease really quickly. We spent about 10 days with people at NMEC, and also met a number of people from an American NGO called PATH that works closely within NMEC to help them with their work. In the next episode, we'll hear from Dr Dan Bridges of PATH, but the following three short conversations are with three Zambians who work at NMEC. First, we'll hear from two lab technicians, Brenda Mabway and Rachel Cassaro, who accompanied us on a trip to Ndola in the Copperbelt province, a few hours north of Lusaka. In this part of the trip, we managed to run some of the DNA extraction machines out the back of the car, under a mango tree, outside a malaria clinic, which was not only a very cool experience, but totally demonstrated the portability of the technology. So while our project scientist Jason was busy running these machines, I spoke with these two ladies about their jobs. So we're in the back of the Land Rover Lab roving and I'm here with Brenda Mabway. Hi Brenda. Hi. So tell me a bit about your job.
1: Um, I basically work in the lab. I'm a laboratory technologist. Um, so what we usually do is we work on um, malaria stuff. We do um, species identification of mosquitoes. We do we work on blood samples. Uh, we check for malaria parasites, and we even do like blood resistance. Oh, drug resistance. Yeah, we check for drug resistance in samples.
0: And how did you get to do this job? What sort of training have you had?
1: Um, I did, um, I have a bachelor's degree from the University of Zambia and then uh, I started as a a consultant with PATH. So we started by analyzing blood slides for malaria parasites. Then from then I joined the molecular lab that's when we started working with um, other uh, techniques. We started doing PCRs. Like from then on, yeah, that's how I.
0: So you you work with DNA quite a lot.
1: Yeah, we do work with DNA like every day.
0: Great. And um, what else? What else do you do other than DNA work?
1: Um, so you
0: mentioned that you uh, look at species of mosquitoes. Yeah,
1: we do mosquitoes. We check for blood meals. We check for what um. What mosquitoes are feeding on? We check for, um, arthropods and proteins in the mosquitoes as well. Yeah, that's basically what we do.
0: And how long have you been working with PATH?
1: Uh, I've been working with PATH for three years now.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so, how, uh, where, wh- what do you think? How long do you think you'll be working here, and, and what do you want to do in the future?
1: In the future, I would like to learn, to do more on in epidemiology, yeah, as well as the lab work. I want to continue. It's it's interesting to, yeah, to be on the bench as well.
0: What do you think of the Land Rover?
1: Land Rover, it's it's fun, it's nice, and I think, I hope it uh, it becomes successful as in working with this uh, mobile lab. Maybe you can go out in the field, go to different places and do different tests. Hope it's yeah
0: what would you do with the lab rover if you had it
1: Mm, I think I would go to different locations in Zambia and check for malaria and see and help in malaria in the country basically
0: thanks Brenda thanks a lot for talking thank you (laughs) We're in the back of the lab rover, we're not moving and in the background you can hear a PCR machine whirring which is on a table out the side and I'm joined here by Rachel. Hi Rachel, so just tell me your name and, your, and what you do.
2: Okay. Um, my name is Rachel Casaro and I'm a lab technologist working for Masepa.
0: How long have you been doing your job?
2: Uh, since February the 19th actually.
0: Oh, so not very long. Yeah. yeah. Are you enjoying it?
2: Yeah, it's uh, very interesting. Get to do a lot of experiments. So.
0: so what's your background? How did you get this job?
2: Um, I started off being an intern with uh, National Malaria Elimination Center. Then I did um, part internship with uh, the molecular lab. So, uh, me. Mm-hmm. so after uh, they needed someone to work in the lab, so I applied for that job, and I was the best person. So, oh. yeah.
0: Very good. Um, So have you worked with DNA very much in the past?
2: Uh, Not yet. Uh, Mostly it has been with extractions and testing PCRs. Nothing in terms of uh, sequencing yet.
0: And so what do you think about our portable lab equipment?
2: I think it's very very suitable to use, for example in our lab, because um, we do many things in terms of testing DNA, so that would be like an extra step in some experiments that we can do.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, supposedly quite easy to use <laughs> once you have had a bit of training.
2: Yes, that's the whole point. I think it's easy to use and I think very, in terms of the size, it's quite portable so you can use it anywhere.
0: And so what do you hope to do a- after you've done this job I know you've just started so it's probably thinking a bit too much in the future but you know you're a l- young woman where what would you like to do with your career
2: Uh eventually I think I'd like to work um at our ethics committee center yeah but for now I'm still doing experiments I think that's to get me a lot of experience in the lab
0: yeah So what, why do you want to work in ethics
2: Uh in terms of Research projects, I think it's the centre where you have so many projects happening, so you're more in touch with exactly what's happening in the research environment. Yeah.
0: Do you think there are any ethical issues with what we're doing?
2: Uh, I don't think it harms anyone in any way, and that's like the basis of what you look at when research is being covered. Yeah.
0: Okay, good. Well, Rachel, it's been great to talk to you, so thanks very much.
2: Thank you so much.
0: What do you think of the car?
2: Uh, it's okay, I haven't had a ride in it yet, but...
0: Uh, oh, well, we'll have to do very, something about that.
2: Very interesting, yeah.
0: You can, get it, uh, you, can get, you can catch a ride in the car on the way back.
2: Yeah, <laughs> thank you so
0: much. All right, thanks. <laughs> Next, we hear from Jacob Cherwa, a biomedical scientist at NMEC. As you'll hear, he was really enthusiastic about genetics and its potential use in Zambia. And he was also absolutely key to helping us organise our time in Lusaka and Indola, the town in the Copperbelt province, where we recorded this conversation. As a quick note, we talk a bit about PCRs here, which stands for polymerase chain reaction. This is a pretty standard lab approach that allows us to increase the amount of specific DNA sequence in a sample. In our analysis, for example, we were using PCR to increase the amount of DNA from a particular drug resistance gene. So we're back in the Land Rover, lab roving, and we're not actually moving at the moment, but we're sitting outside a malaria clinic in Andola, Um and we've got the lab working outside, and I'm here with Jacob Chirwa. Hi, Jacob. Hi, George. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you too? I'm good, thanks. So as Jacob's been really instrumental in helping us to get the lab up and running here, and I thought it'd be nice to talk to you about a bit about what we're doing. So we're under a mango tree, doing some PCRs. What is the biggest challenge to malaria research in Zambia at the moment? Um,
3: The biggest challenge that we've seen in Zambia at the moment is um, we've tried to control malaria, but at some point we're seeing some resurgence of malaria cases in some areas. And so we are trying to wonder what this could be but mostly uh, the interventions are implemented
0: according to our plans. So is, is the strategy really to try and get rid of malaria in the south of the country and then kind of progressively clear it as you go north?
3: Yeah, perfectly. That's how we, the strategy has been, uh, is to clear the parasite in the southern region where we've successfully uh, done the interventions and then going uh, forward in the uh, northern part of the country where we have a lot of cases.
0: OK, so in the south then you're saying that actually you've been doing a pretty good job of getting rid of malaria, but then it's been resurging. What sort of things cause that resurgence?
3: We are not very sure, but I think with the current technology that we, we've experienced, I think it would be nice that we go further to understand what is happening in southern province in terms of prevalence of malaria, where we have seen some uh, the resurgence of some malaria
0: cases. Right, so one of the potential uses of genetic information is to understand a bit more about where parasites come from. Mm -hmm. So you can really see a use for this kind of data in the future?
3: Perfect, yes, Uh, that's what we are looking at and uh, it's amazing and we are really excited to have this type of technology and really it will help us understand more uh, to go genetically so that we understand what kind of parasites we are dealing with.
0: So are there any plans at the moment to collect lots of samples to do genetic analysis
3: yeah perfect I think we'll sit down with the uh, team and then try to strategize how we can do this thing going forward I think with the collaboration of uh, Oxford uh, University team I think it will be very nice that we build capacity in the country and then we see how we can work around as we fight uh, towards malaria elimination
0: and so what's your job at the National Malaria Elimination Center
3: I'm a biomedical scientist and uh, my role, um, I work with the chief parasitologist and I look at uh, diagnostics as a key uh, interventions in terms of malaria uh, elimination. And so I advise the ministry on uh, what kind of diagnostic things that we need to get and uh, just to do quality assurance on the uh, products that we have in country and also to train the lab scientists on the malaria microscopy as well as RDT and PCR as well.
0: Great, and so do you train people who go to the whole country? Uh, you know, are uh, people centrally trained in Lusaka and then uh, uh, sent across the whole country?
3: I move across the whole country. We At times we call people um, to come to Lusaka, but in most instances I move across the country to train all people and in malaria microscopy and rdts and also once they attain certain levels and we are sure that are, their skills are high then we send them for who accreditation which we've done and i'm proud to say that zambia we have already about 20 20 people that have been accredited by who so far as malaria microscopy level one
0: very good and so you mentioned that the incidents or the amount of malaria in the south of the country is quite low but it gets uh, greater as you get to the north. Why do you think that is?
3: Uh, We are not sure but uh, some of the things that uh, I would say, a lot of interventions have been also applied in the northern part of the country but I'm sure we have our uh, neighbouring countries that are not employing the, the, the interventions accordingly and that would have probably meant that um, we are having some of the cases coming in from across uh, the country, but definitely we are trying to work around and see how we can do in order for us to bring the instances to
0: lower numbers. And presumably up in the north of the country, the environment's a bit different, it's potentially a bit wetter, so the environment for mosquitoes is is, is better, (coughs) so there are lots more mosquitoes around as well.
3: Probably uh, those are some of the areas that we need to look around uh, in terms of uh, climate change as well as the rainfall pattern. But I think as a program we usually get updates from the weather forecast um, annually and so to predict the uh, amount of water that we're going to have and so that we prepare ourselves against uh, that coming year on malaria issues.
0: Great. So... As I mentioned we are sitting under a mango tree doing some PCRs on a table outside the the uh the car. What do you think about the idea of mobile or portable genetic sequencing? And is there anything in particular about the project that we've been doing in the in the in the country that you really like? Uh,
3: This is very exciting. I think it's the first of its kind that we are seeing that uh, it's possible that uh, you can do sequencing under a mango tree. But it's, it's, it's a technology that we are seeing for the very first time. So we are excited and see how we will improve and look upon at this as our main tool in terms of looking at the parasite prevalence in the country.
0: Yeah, so it's definitely got potential to be used to monitor populations in, in the future. So as a final question, what are you going to be spending your time doing over the next two or three years to help eliminate malaria? So many areas
3: that we are going to look at. One of it, I think, is the exciting um, experience that I've had with the team. The others is to continue with the usual um, interventions that we've been employing and also uh, training um, uh, scientists on how to diagnose malaria and uh, issues of quality assurance uh, in the country. That's that's my main role. So it will be exciting that I also have this knowledge and uh, also work on this kind of work and see that it succeed and I become part of the people that really instituted this kind of work. Thank you very much. That's
0: all right. And one last thing. So Zambia are aiming to eliminate malaria by 2021. Do you think this will happen?
3: Uh, It will happen, though it may not
0: be 2021, but
3: we are very uh, sure that it will happen. And um, I think our strategy already, we've seen some health facility catchment area that are recording zero malaria and it's... This gives us confidence in, in our fight against elimination that it's possible that we can eliminate. Though we may not reach uh, in 20, 2021, but we, at some point I think we are able to eliminate because we've seen it, it's evident among the health facility catchment area that some facilities are recording zero malaria, which is encouraging.
0: Great. Jacob, thanks very much for talking to us.
3: Thank you, George.
0: It was great to hear from some lab scientists in Zambia. Both Brenda and Rachel had spent time learning lab skills and were now using them to address real-world problems. And I personally found learning about their career progression very interesting. The need to get an internship, to get your foot in the door, and then to see where things go after that. Jacob has a role that directly links science to policy, and it was really insightful to hear about the ways in which he advises the health minister and provides the evidence base for the country's malaria strategy genetics is going to be one of the tools that is used widely in malaria control is by getting people like Jacob to champion its use. I also loved hearing about how his team used products or different tools for malaria control and the pride Jacob showed when talking about his successful microscopy training programs. I also really loved Jacob's enthusiasm which was infectious and his positive attitude to the challenges of malaria elimination. That's all for this time, see ya! Lab Roving was recorded in Africa and Oxford and is written and produced by me, George Busby. A massive thank you to the Mobile Malaria Project team, Jason Hendry and Isaac Genai, without whom the project just simply would not have happened. Music for Lab Roving is by Dylan Joseph via Epidemic Sounds.